Hey everybody, it's me, John Jack, recording for Weird Science Marvel Comics, and this week I'm going to be doing Marvel Comics 1000, as Jim and Brandon didn't quite feel like doing it, and I was too sick to do it on my podcast, which would be The Comic Watchers Show. You can find us on Facebook at Sea Watchers Show, Twitter Sea Watchers Show, on your finer podcasting platforms, and whatnot. I am John Jack again, you may know me from the Weird Science Slack chat, or Twitter, or Facebook. I have a Facebook group for the love of comic books. So on and so forth. Once again, this week I will be talking Marvel Comics 1000 by... Should I read everybody? I guess I'm going to read everybody. Um, it's like the badass roll call. Um, Adam F. Goldberg, Adam Kubert, Adam Riches, Al Ewing, Alan Davis, Alex Ross, Alan Heinberg, Benjamin Jackendoff, <laughs> Brad Miltzer, Brian Stelfreeze, Butch Geis, Cafu, Cameron Stewart, Carlos Pacheco, Charles Soule, Chip Zdarsky, Chris Claremont, Chris Miller, Chris Mooneyham, Chris Samney, Chris Weston, Christian Ward, Corey Smith, Dan Slott, Daniel Acuna, David Baldion, David Lopez, David Mandel, David F. Walker, Derek Landy, Desmond Letham, Dan- Donald Mustard, Donnie Cates, Doug Braithwaite, Dustin Weaver, Ed Brisson, The Bruce, uh, Ed McGinnis, Eduardo Risso, Eric Larson, Evel Ewing, Everett Letham, Gabriel Hardman, Gail Simone, Jeff Shaw, George Perez, Jerry Conway, Jerry Dugan, Glenn David Gold, Goran Parlov, Greg Land, Greg Peck, Irene Coe, J. Michael Straczynski, J. Scott Campbell, James Heron, James M. Englehart, Jason Aaron, Jason Latour, Jason Reynolds, Javier Rodriguez, Jeff Lemire, Jeffrey... Perege, wow, I got pretty far before I messed up somebody's name. Jen Bartell, Jeff Loeb, Jeremy Whitley, Jesus Says, Jim Chung, Jim Zub, Jimmy Taboo Gomez, JJ Kirby, Joe Bennett, Joe Hill, Joe Casada, John Cassidy, Jonathan Hickman, Jorge Fornes, Joshua Casara, Juan Cabal, Julian Totino, Tedesco, Kareem, Abdul Jabbar. What? <laughs> That's. <laughs> Catherine Imonen, Kelly Sudakonic, Kelly Johnson, Kia Asamia, Kieran Gillen, Klaus Jensen, Chris Anka, Kurt Busick, Linnell Francis Yu, Leonard Kirk, Leonardo Romero, Marco Chichetto, Marcos Martin, Mark Bright, Mark Buckingham, Mark Wade, Matthew Rosenberg, Mantia de Elios, Elus, Michael Allred, Mike Diodato Jr., Neil Gaiman, Nick Bradshaw, Oscar Martin, Paco Medina, Patch Zercher. Damn it! Up to this point, I've never once called him Patch. I told, I said, I will never call him Patch. That is a dumb nickname. Hear me, Patch Zercher? That's a dumb nickname. Patrick Gleason. <laughs> Patrick O'Keefe. Paul Azadia. Azadia. Paul Hornensheimer. Pepe Loaz. Peter David. Phil Lord. Phil Noto. Priest. Christopher Priest, to those who don't know, uh, where was I? Rainbow Rowell, Ralph Macchio, not the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, the other Ralph Macchio, Raymond Obsfield, La- Rob Liefeld, Rob Rees, Ron Friends, Ron Garney, Roy Thomas, I do love Roy Thomas, Ryan North, Saladin Ahmed, Salvador LaRocca, Steve Epting, Steve McNiven, Steve Rude, Stuart Imonen, Takeshi Miyazawa, Terry Dodson, Tim Sale, Tini Howard, Toby Whitehouse, Tom DeFalco, Tom Taylor, and Walt Simonson. Great old Papa Walt. I do love Walt Simonson. I do not love this book. Ominous. Um, 
first thing that evening. Eight Bells, you're on time, boys. <clears throat> so we open with Eight Bells by... I'm not going to say the creative team for everyone. This is the creation of the Human Torch, as witnessed by the Majiggers, the X-Mans. The X-Mans. The Man-Xs. Uh, I don't think they're related to the X-Men. I don't know. I've never heard of these people before. Um, of course, the next page, the operative and the X-Men, they do make sure to say X-Men. Um, funny thing about Patrick Searcher, if you read a lot of books that Patrick Searcher has drawn, he basically has two faces in the bag. So in this book, Clark Kent is arresting Clark Kent with his friend Clark Kent and his other friend, Dead Shadow Man. Um, you might also recognize him as the bad guy in the current Conan, Savage Sword of Conan arc, um, Shades of Conan himself. Um, going back quite a ways. Also, Blake Guest from Silencer and a few others. Um, this page doesn't matter. Most of these pages don't matter. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, the way I'm going to be tally or scoring this issue is I'm going to put a tally down every time I like a page. At the end, I'm going to divide that by the number of pages, I, or the 90 pages, the number of pages this is, and that's how I'm going to score it. That's going to be the exact score. So, you know, if I end up liking half the book, which I probably don't, um, it'll get a five. Um, <laughs> so here we are. So far, we have gotten zero check marks, by the way. Um, he says he can't. they can't stun Nazis. That's fine. We don't like Nazis, I guess. Um, perfect time to maybe name drop Jack Kirby. Uh, one thing you will find in these early years, especially with these uh, that bother me, is the fact that they did, uh, they almost went out of their way to give acknowledgement to early Marvel Comics creators pre-Fantastic Four, including Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, even Stan Lee, um, you know, Larry Lieber, like, there are many, many creators, you know, Ditko even also, that um, don't get the credit they deserve um, in favor of shoehorning in this stupid mask story, or even worse, um, name drop some characters that were in movies. Um, and that's actually one of the main reasons I don't like this book, is it's a book that um, has gone out of its way to take a milestone like you know they see mar they see dc with detective 1000 and action 1000 and you know they you know you look at an overcrowded marketing marketplace and say me too in the words of uh, homer simpson <sighs> but uh basically this is the this is the worst things that you don't like about anthology issues and the worst things that you don't like about anniversary issues uh, it's an unearned masturbatory piece of nonsense that goes or that is not warranted is not needed um this book frankly just pisses me off but I, i'm trying to give it a fair shake and i'm two i'm literally two pages in and i'm mad at it um <laughs> Okay, on to page three um, from the Journal of Steve Rogers. We get a get a nod to Steve Rogers, um, who was not, I don't think, who was not introduced at this point. I want to say Captain America 44. Um, we know the Thunderer. There's a naked man in a room with people. Um, I, I like the art. Okay. Um, 
Okay, moving on. That one also did not get a thing. We get uh, Jimmy Woo, the agent of Atlas. Jim and Brandon's favorite. Brandon's favorite, especially. Um, he was de-aged using a, uh, I think he's a clone or something. Whatever. It's all stupid. Uh, I do like that they have Citizen V in here, who is a Golden Age hero, whose role was kind of bastardized by Zemo and the Thunderbolts in 1997, which I thought was pretty cool. And then later, the mantle was taken back by the original Citizen V's granddaughter in Nasazia's Thunderbolts run, I want to say. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Then we get an America story shoehorned in. Um, not Granted, they're talking about Miss America, who was in Marvel Mystery Comics number 49, but they put America Sanchez in, who is like four years old in comic terms. Um, again, this is, this is what I'm talking about when, uh, I'm talking about shoehorning in newer stuff for brand recognition rather than giving, you know, nods to actual things that mattered. This is 1943. Actual things happened in 1943. Nothing against America, the character, nothing against the people who created this, uh, this page because the page itself is fine. Um, it's just, yeah, the next page, um, I actually don't dislike Although, again, I was talking about the Captain America movie serial, totally glossing over Captain America, the comic created by Jack Kirby. Once again, blowing off Jack Kirby. I'm still going to give this one a check mark because I do like Mark Wade and I do like John Cassidy. Um, it's actually a pretty, pretty boring page. It's just Captain America holding a flag with a wall of text, which I know Jim loves. Um, at this point, what are we, five pages in, four pages in? This book is beginning to feel like a chore to read. Um, only 85 to go. Okay, uh, next we get Hellcat. This is actually a legitimate page that, um, you know, she was a Golden Age character. She has been brought back. Um, she's taking selfies, which, again, we're... We're, we're honoring a character that was introduced in 1945 where they're talking about taking selfies. Um, also, several of these photos are clearly not selfies because they're from too far away. Um, so it actually fails on both counts. Um, next we get um, Al Ewing. Looks like, looks like original Steve Rogers honoring dead, or not dead. He was put in stasis uh, um, as of Brubaker's run. But uh, Golden Age Cap, when Captain America was frozen, there was a second Captain America created with a flawed super soldier serum that drove him insane. Um, and then he was brought back in the 80s and then brought back again in the 2000s. And now he's dead, so it doesn't matter. This page is, again, this this whole book is just really unnecessarily dense. And like I said, it the trouble with trying to make every page a single story of a year is you get really, really... There's, it kills your cohesion and it um, makes the book just really annoying to read. Um, next, we get... 1947 and we get literally one panel of Namora in order to say 1947 Namora debuts in Marvel Mystery Comics which is code for slow, slow year in Marvel Comics nothing happens but we do get a little bit more of this black mask that is seen throughout and then we see it again uh, this is 1948 but the actual page takes place in 139 years before that so it is kind of also nonsense but you know we do have the what do they call it the black rider the black rider yeah we don't see him often 
Uh, next, we get a story from Busaic and Cameron Stewart that uh, has nothing to do with anything. Uh, we Now we're talking about the end of runs we've never heard of with uh, Tessie the Typist ending with number 23. Um, and I thought I thought nobody liked Millie the Model. I know literally, I, I know dozens of comic book fans have never heard the name Tessie the Typist before this page. Um, so I think Marvel had a bit of a slump. In the late 40s, next we get um, Ozymandias. No way, it's OG Marvel Boy. Um, I guess that's exciting. Now we know for sure that the Dark Avenger is dead in 1950. Um, it's weird. It's a good page. I do love Gabriel Hardman, who does some fantastic art. Um, I'll give this one a check. We're up to two checks so far. We are on page... We're on 1950. We're on page 11. Two checks so far. Um, and next page begins something that I extra next, we begin something that I extra hate, which is taking the debut of a series that morphed into a superhero series and then using that to talk about the superhero that debuted 1951 strange tales premieres. They do at no point do they bother to mention that Dr. Strange wasn't introduced in strange tales until 12 years later. They're trying to, they're clinging, clinging to nonsense in order to create, um, I just got off work. Sorry. Um, in order to feign legitimacy, um, this book is nonsense. Um, also, we're like really close to seeing Doctor Strange's Wang in the last panel, um, and nobody wants that. Maybe some people want that, especially uh, if it's uh, Benadryl Candy Snatch. Uh, what's, what's his name? You know the one. Um, <laughs> next, we get a total nonsense panel. Uh, Gillen does love Loki, so it does make complete and total sense that Gillen would have a Loki panel with all the different incarnations of Loki, most of which he created. Um, so that's cool. But again, it's 1952 Journey into Mystery debuts, um, which Journey into Mystery turned into Thor in 1960. Or, well, it started featuring Thor in was it 130 issue 139, um, which was 12 years, 11 years later, um, and it eventually turned into the Mighty Thor, keeping the same numbering around issue 194. So um, it doesn't matter. Um, here's a really good one because the return of not brand Eck and we get a thing where it's the, what is it? The bulk versus the thung. The bulk does get his ice cream, but this is because Marvel's first parody series crazy was introduced. It's not even the same book. <laughs> like screw anybody who ever worked on crazy. Yeah. Next we get gorilla man, um, in a scene from the current Avengers run. Um, so I guess, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because Gorilla Man first appeared in Men's Adventures number 26 in 1954. I do love Gorilla Man, but uh, yeah, that's dumb. Now, 1955, The Black Knight is introduced. This page had so much damn text on it, I didn't even, I, I can't even. Um, it is, there's nothing, nothing important. Um, Jimmy Woo first appears in Yellow Claw number one. Haven't we been seeing Jimmy Woo for like the last four or five, or like the last four or five times in the last ten years? Why is he suddenly introduced in this one? Now an extra doesn't make sense. We see the black mask, and uh, apparently Ben Franklin's doing some kind of sex game with it. That's my understanding of what is happening in that panel. Uh, moving on, Dennis Piper's last heist. Uh, it is interesting. You do get an interesting bit of tidbit or an interesting tidbit of information here in that 
when you're wearing the mask, you are the equal of anyone who is above your natural ability. So if you suck at fighting and you fight the world's greatest fighter, you are the world's greatest fighter. But if you're good at fighting and you fight the world's worst fighter, you're just normal yourself. You're still probably going to kick their ass because you're the world's greatest fighter. But, uh, you know, whatever. So, plot, I guess. Um, Black Rider rides again for the premieres. <clears throat> Next, we get a reference to him, Adam Strange's Cocoon, which debuted in Thor? Fantastic Four? I think the Cocoon debuted in Fantastic Four and then, then Adam Warlock. Um, I said Adam Strange. Adam Warlock appeared in Thor a few issues later. Um, Jack Kirby brings sci-fi Marvel, sci-fi to Marvel with Strange Worlds number one, which has nothing to do with any of those things and takes place ten years before. Um, next we get a page that's basically nothing, where a reporter asks a Hulk questions and he eats the microphone. It is written and drawn by Alex Ross, uh, so it's pretty. Um, Hulk's longtime home, Tales to Astonish, premieres. And that's 1959, so that's four years before the Hulk came out, which is neat. Next, we get a Stan Soak box, which is Jim's favorite. Should I read it? I'm not going to read it. Oh, God, this next one actually really made me mad. Um, so 1960, Group First Menaces the World and Tales to Astonish, number 13, um, which is in itself a neat thing to talk about, except for he doesn't act at all like he acts in his first appearance or any of his first appearances. And he's hanging out with Rocket Raccoon, who wasn't even introduced in this series. Um, this is where the book started to make me really mad because, um, it's clearly just trying to pander to the movie audience using a depiction of the character that is familiar to the movie audience and disregards anything that is actually historically, historically important about the character. Uh, moving on. We do get a, we get a Ben Grimm thing, um, page that I actually do like. And the reason I like it is because it's still a little bit um, more contemporized in layout and style and stuff, but the line work is very Kirby-esque, which um, I appreciate at least somebody caring that Kirby existed whilst talking about the Fantastic Four number one. Uh, somebody actually cares about the book they're talking about instead of talking about a book that's ten years later. Um Next, we get a Spider-Man page that actually is pretty fun. I liked, um, I liked, are you sure you weren't bitten by an incredible engineer? <laughs> that is funny. Um, that one can, you know, that one will get a check. Um, I like that the person he's talking to is Otto Octavius, who is apparently, this is like 10 days before he became Doc Ock, but you know, whatever. Um, next, we get a Papa Walt Simonson doing an Iron Man, um, page it's very classic iron man i like i like the different eras of the suit it is funny that he has a microchip behind him because the microchip was not invented when when iron man came about and his suit was powered by transistors which he said like seven times an issue um you'll just hear him you know my transistors my transistors my transistors um not microchips Hopefully he doesn't... I, I would actually laugh really hard if he referenced microchips as often as he references transistors. Um, but I'm still going to give it a check just because I do like Walt Simonson. Um, <laughs> next we get a pretty nonsense page of uh, a young Steve Rogers dreaming in the ice um, to commemorate him being revived from the ice in Avengers number 4. Uh, home? Yes, home. Um, now we get into... Um, <clears throat> 
this book this book really does feel like a chore to read sometimes i'm about a third of the way through um the old page count <laughs> you check when you check how many times you, pages you got to go until the, the end and it's a lot it's never a good feeling um this is just a dumb and human story the inhumans are dumb but you know whatever um it has nothing to do with the inhumans being introduced or anything um whatever next we get the christopher priest uh priest we get a black panther page um without black panther on it does have what's his face t'challa um i don't hate this page um i don't really feel anything for this page uh it's fine next we get there's that cocoon we talked about earlier except there's the mask here's it Hell, you and Joe Bennett. I do like Joe Bennett. <laughs> okay, this is funny. Um, we get a little short, so, or we get a little short of Carol Danvers first appearing in Marvel Superheroes number thirteen in nineteen sixty eight. Um, you know who else was in nineteen sixty eight? Was uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Doctor Strange got his first solo series. Uh, Iron Man and Captain America split into two series. Giant Man series was canceled. Incredible Hulk was brought back. Um, thinking some other neat stuff. All kinds of good stuff happened in 1968. Um, not to knock Captain Marvel, just I think a lot more exciting stuff than that. Um, I do like that they have the cat not be a cat where he is. I think in the thank you, just a cat. <sighs> book is making me tired <laughs> so we get a thanos page of thanos fighting galactus in order for the origin of galactus to be talked about even though this is 12 years before thanos was introduced um in thor 169 i have this issue it is kind of it is actually a very good issue um it would be cool if they referenced the issue instead of just this uh nonsense the hyborian age an age area undreamed of when decadent cities sprawled across forbidding landscapes and men lived in fear of sword wielding brigands serpent men and sorcerers and as such we get a king conan story um this is fine king conan is pretty deeply ingrained into the conan lore i might have liked something a little bit more along the lines of you know maybe barry windsor smith still alive could barry windsor smith a page come on um, this is written by not the Karate Kid himself, Marth Machio. Um, uh, this next page, I hate. Uh, Red Wolf headlines in Marvel Spotlight number one. Uh, Red Wolf is kind of neat in that he uh, wears a red wolf. I don't know anything else about Red Wolf. Um, and I don't want to know anything else about Red Wolf. There's only one good native superhero, and it's Man of Bats. Maybe, maybe the guy from uh, Manitou Raven. He was alright. Although he said a knock chuck one time, and I felt like I got Rick rolled. That was from JLA, by the way. Um, Blade. We get a Blade, a week in Blade's life where he's killing vampires everywhere he goes, uh, which is neat because Tomb of Dracula was launched in 1972. The only problem was Blade wasn't introduced until Tomb of Dracula number 11, which came out in 1973. Um, you know, what, what's wrong with having a Dracula panel? He was just in a lot of panels. It's like they do every everything I want. They do the opposite thing. Um, <laughs> it's not looking good for those check marks, by the way. I might have to find a different way to grade this because I'm at page thirty-eight and I've only got five. Um, we get Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane page. This is actually a really good page. Um, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane were best friends before before Gwen died, and uh, Mary Jane's like you know loss is always really really glossed over. For uh, um, 
it's always really glossed over in favor of Peter's pain. Um, so this is actually, I will give them, this is, this is actually pretty legit. Um, it is by Jerry Conway, who was, in fact, writing Spider-Man. I don't know if he wrote 121 itself, but he did write a lot of Spider-Man around that era. So he's, if anyone's gonna, <clears throat> if anyone's gonna know about it, Jerry Conway. Ooh, here we go. Huh. Okay. I actually like this page. Uh, oh, it's Roy Thomas. That's why. Okay. Roy, Roy Thomas is just always been, or he has always been great at knowing continuity and referencing, you know, referencing historical moments and stuff like that. So, of course, he nails the Wolverine introduction page. Like, it's fun, but it's right. Okay. All right. Moving on. We get a Punisher page. It's not bad. Oh, Punisher's origin first revealed in Marvel preview number two. Oh, I like this page. This one will go on. I need to start being a little more lenient with these check marks, or we're going to run out of check marks. Ooh, we got White Tiger. Um, I know nothing about White Tiger except for that she was heavily featured in um, Daredevil during Bendis' run, Brubaker's run, and then came back in Shadowland. Um, White Tiger's fine. Um, oh, we get a Darth Vader page. <laughs> you know, I do like Darth Vader. He's literally the only Star Wars character I care about. But Star Wars is dumb. Um, <laughs> there, I said it. Alpha Flight. <sighs> Alpha Flight. All right, whatever. I'm looking at 1979 Night Raven. Um, it's still a wall. Of, I didn't read it the first time. I'm not going to read it this time. Um, this next page people were really liking for some reason. The She-Hulk page, it does do a good job of talking about all the different eras of She-Hulk and gives a better drawing of current She-Hulk than any current She-Hulk artist has drawn her. So I will give that one a check mark. Now, 1981, not much happened because they're just talking about a random Doctor Doom and Iron Man story. It's a fine story. Pretty sure Doctor Doom is sitting on the toilet at one point. I'm kidding. <sighs> The Prince of Power returns. He is in just a couple panels of this. It's the recorder. Um, they're talking about his future series. So that was not a good series. Everybody loves Hercules, though. <laughs> Love that Hercules. Um, now we're talking about costumes. Um, I will say that that is really the best Storm costume. So, whatever. How exciting for them. <clears throat> There's a lot of kids named Ben. <laughs> this isn't far off from Meltzer's Action 1000 story in that it's a nice overall message, but it's done just a... Eh, whatever. <sighs> oh, then we get a Thor page. Um, how many pages in? 1985. So we get in the middle of the Simonson run, we get a we get the first Thor page in 46 years. Um, there was a Loki page, but this is the first Thor page. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Um, DeFalco and friends were the creative team after Simonson. Um, I'm curious if Simonson was asked to do a Simon or a Simonson era Thor page and didn't want to do Thor, which would confuse me because he has sorry he has a series called Ragnarok currently, which is basically an extension of his Thor run. Um, by the way, check out Ragnarok; it's really cool. Thor has no bottom jaw for no important reason. Oh god, it's a Howard the Duck story. Because the Howard the Duck movie was really huh, that's not a good movie. Um, wow, thirty six minutes in so far. All right, jet lag. Another priest in ba- another priest story. Oh good, still good. <laughs> Spider Man versus Wolverine number one was released. I guess neat. I don't know. 
It's a fine page. 1988, Speedball makes his premiere in Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 22. You know, I did like Speedball recently in Dead Man Logan, so I will give this one a check mark based on just that, because right as of right now, we only have 11 check marks, and we're like three quarters of the way through the book. <laughs> I might have to double. The, I might have to divide it by ninety and then double it or something because it's going to be like a two at this rate. That's not fair. Um, yeah, damage control, the worst idea ever. Let's take a bunch of alien tech and put it all in a warehouse and nobody will take it. Um, whatever. Oh, we get a Night Thrasher page. You know who nobody cares about? Night Thrasher. <laughs> oh my God! They got a Liefeld cable page, and there's let's see, there's. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten characters on the page, and there are four feet. Um, <laughs> ah, whatever. Let's see. Everybody got a right number of fingers. Ooh, he took his time. Nope, nope, nope. Last panel of cable has three fingers. Nope, he's got four. One's through the trigger. Okay. I know people love to nitpick Liefeld, but you know what? It's it's fun. It is fun. Um, I do like. What's his face? Oh, there's the other good native superhero. The one from X-Men. You know the one. Warpath. I like Warpath. Um, <laughs> thing in Spider-Man and trading foes. Is this an Axe of Vengeance? Ooh, it's an Eric Larson page. Um, it is. It was always funny during Venom. They did sometimes. They did sometimes have other heroes come in, but like Spider-Man. There's so many times in these in books. It's like a trope in and of itself where a hero's out of their depth and they don't bother to call help. Um, he always needed help with Venom. Like thing just knocked him out in one punch. That's funny. Ooh. This next page by Jason Aaron. Sorry I'm doing this page by page. It's the only way to do it. It sucks. I'm not a fan of it either. Don't worry. Um, Wolverine and Punisher. Looks like Wolverine is <laughs> talking about bath bombs. Okay, that's kind of silly. I'll give that a point. I think it's a point. Oh, God. They did a page for the Clone Saga. Nobody likes the Clone Saga. You know, I will say... If Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw redid the Clone Saga and made it make sense, that would be fine. I actually didn't hate Bendis' Clone Conspiracy, um, and I will tell you why. is It reset Spider-Man continuity and resurrected a bunch of his villains, and it was Bendis actually doing something relatively smart in making it so there was canonically a reason where, why he could use whichever villain he wanted, whether they were alive or dead. Um, whatever. Oh, good, a Hickman page. I'm, I would have laughed. It's just a chart. <laughs> uh, we get Age of Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so it's just Captain America saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Why did they even credit a writer on this? I don't uh, You know, Captain America and other ser- core series are launched as Heroes Reborn. You know who drew the 96 Captain America series? Liefeld, who we just saw. Let him draw it. Let him write it. Maybe he would probably, you know, uh, whatever. It's written by Patrick Gleason. I like Patrick Gleason. Um, whatever. 1997, Deadpool receives his first ongoing series. Um, <laughs> okay, the Deadpool series is actually pretty fun. Happy birthday, Marvel. That's right. Um, and it's Gail Simone. I do like Gail Simone. Oh, that is a snub right there. 1998, a Daredevil story to commemorate Marvel Knights. Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti. You know who wrote that? Kevin Smith. Why isn't Kevin, you know, why isn't he... I don't know, did he write the first issue? He definitely wrote the first arc. I thought he wrote the first issue. Uh, maybe he didn't. Damn, that might be actually a, just total snub. That's that's lame if they did it. Um, we got Rick Jones, and he's playing the harmonica. He's wearing a breast cancer ribbon. He's got his um, yeah, he's got a decent number of Easter eggs in the back, including Betty Betty Banner's 
Ashes. He's got his Bucky costume for his Bucky. Got his cosmic bands that he used to bang together to switch places with what's his face. Um, you know the one. Jim knows they just did it on that show. Um, you know the back issue show. There's other stuff. I don't know. I'm not reading all this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're there now. Oh God! Chris Claremont returns to rewrite to write the X Men again. Chris, every post actual Claremont run Claremont X Men story is not great. Um, maybe maybe you guys like them. I don't like them. We get Kareem Abdul Jabbar writing Jessica Jones. Uh, so this is a Jessica Jones story. I actually like this story. That daughter's purple now though. So you know whatever. Elsa Bloodstone takes over monster hunting from her dead father in 2002. Kelly Thompson. <laughs> oh, it's the sharp, the little baby shark. Do, 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 baby shark. Um, <laughs> okay, that I actually don't hate because I like the baby shark. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> who drew this? Uh, the teeny hound. That's uh, oh, manga artist illustrates Ron and Canny X Men. All right, whatever. Nothing else cool happened in 2003, I guess. 2004. X-23 makes her first Marvel Universe appearance in Nyx number three. She started out in that TV show. Um, what was the one? They were all in high school. It was actually a pretty good show. I don't remember off the top of my head. <sighs> this book is making me tired. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's Fin Fang Foom. I like Fin Fang Foom. Where's my pen? Behind my ear. Um, all right. I'll give the Fin Fang Foom a uh, mark. Then we get the Young Avengers with, you know, Kate Bishop and whatnot. They're all pretty cool. I do like Jim Chung. Although he's another one of those, they draw all the faces the same. Like, look at all these faces. They're all the same face. How do people get away with this nonsense? It's the same damn face. Every person. They all got these weird, wide-set features and big friggin' faces. <sighs> I guess I don't like that person I said. Then we got... <laughs> Uh, here we go, Jessica, another Jessica Jones and Luke Cage story. That daughter's purple now. That's my big takeaway from their relationship. I think they're talking, oh, the little girl's got a ghost sweat, spider sweater on. That's pretty cool. All right, whatever. We're going to Greg Pock Hulk story. <laughs> I actually like that story. We'll check it out. Uh, all right, so we're up to 50, almost 15 checks. We're getting towards the end. We're 2008, so we're 11 pages from the end. Um, my goodness, this has taken forever. Okay, this is actually kind of a cool page. <laughs> the end is pretty great. He's down to just the face. What is he really? Um, very Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky's all about those concepts. Um, I'll give it a check. Oh, look, it's Blue Marvel. Oh, I like Blue Marvel. We get the dumb black mask again. Oh God, does Night Thrasher have the have the mask? Is that Night Thrasher's mask? That would be really funny if the key to the Marvel universe was Night Thrasher. Oh God. I want exactly that. I don't care anything else as long as that happens. Then we get a J. Scott Campbell, MJ page, which is, you know, uh, he doesn't quite trace porn, but not far from. <laughs> I do like that they acknowledged the Iron Woman thing when he was working for What's-His-Face. Who's it? Miles Morales and Ultimate Fallout number four. Oh, God, that is a bendis-as-hell page. Um, Miles Morales is cool. Ultimate Fallout is not as cool. Um, still, I'll give the Miles Morales page a point. I'm going to get to 20, or this thing's going to get, like, a two. I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to double it. Double it, double it. All right, next we get a Spider-Man arrives in time. The Dan Slot for Amazing Spider-Man number 700. Neat. God, this is exhausting. I hate this book. <laughs> I'm 80 pages in now. I hate this book. I really do. Um, we get a cable page. Time travel. We know everybody loves time travel. 
time travel shenanigans. Next we got Miracle Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, it's Neil Gaiman, which means there's like 9 million words on the page. But, uh, you know, I'll give it to him. Neil Gaiman wrote it. I guess Alan Moore, whatever. <laughs> He's reading Marvel Comics number one. Uh, come five years to go. Come on, baby. Uh, we got Jason Latour, Doctor Doom story. Uh, Doom surrounded by Doombot for Secret Wars number two. Um, then we get more Deadpool uh, for the movie, more movie stuff. People like the movie. I will say though, of all of all the superhero movies, Deadpool is probably the one where I'm like, I now read Deadpool in Ryan Reynolds' voice. Like he legit has made Deadpool feel like. Or, you know, if there's one, I'll, I'll give him Deadpool. Uh, oh, and now we get Stan Lee's first mentioned by name in the entire book in 2017 for a camera cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That irritates me. <sighs> also first mentioned in The Watcher. This would be the perfect book to be narrated by The Watcher. Um, like Jim said on the Patreon Spotlight, we already have history of the Marvel Universe right now. Why does this book exist? <sighs> Okay, I got two pages to go, and then I can rant about how much I hate this. How long have I been going for? My God. Ugh, 50 minutes. Me bitching about this book. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we get a Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer once again becomes the Herald of Galactus. <laughs> All right, here we go. We get an Eternity page. What, 40 years after he was introduced? Um, I do like this page. Where drew that? Christian Ward? That's pretty cool. Um... I love the tag, though. Marvel celebrates 80 years of publishing history. Nothing happened this year. Nothing. And now we get the mask. Come on, Night Thrasher. I want Night Thrasher to have the mask. Hmm. I want Night Thrasher. Huh. Okay. You know what? This Black Rider thing with 2020? That's kind of neat, I guess. Oh, God. There's another list of people. I already read the one on the back of the back cover. I'm not reading it again. Oh, that's funny. There's an in memoriam page after they ignored all of these people for the entire book. Now they care. They gave us one page. Oh, okay. Okay, the stupid book is over. I finished it. I finished the book. Uh, it took me three tries to read this book the first time. So, let's talk about Marvel Comics 1000. Um, again, this is a anniversary they did not earn. This is a book that is a pain in the butt to read. Takes forever. Leaves me with nothing. I guess I'll read that Mass Raider book when it comes out, but other than that, I gained nothing from reading this book. I didn't even gain knowledge because they didn't drop any real facts. It's mostly like, this happened in this issue. Okay. Like, Doom fought Iron Man. Iron Man number 150. Okay, maybe I'll read that one issue of Iron Man. Um, I've read most of the rest of Iron Man. I haven't read that one issue, but, you know. <sighs> Stupid. Um... What am I going to give this book? Crap. I don't know. I don't think it deserves what I... I it would get a one and a half if I went by my current... Uh, by my current... Or what I said I was going to do. Um, let's say a four. Four out of ten. Don't buy this book. It's ten dollars. It's friggin' nonsense. Oh my god. It's so hard not to swear right now. I'm so, Don't buy this book. Do not buy this book. It's ten dollars. It's got a million variant covers. They're pulling some bull crap. You could buy three comic books from real publishers for what Marvel is asking for, for this piece of garbage. <sighs> okay, I said I wasn't going to swear, so I'm not going to swear. Don't buy this book. Don't buy this book. Don't buy it. Don't buy this book. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I might do this again. I don't know. I'm looking at an hour, but it's a 90-page book. <laughs> All right.
Um, if you like what you hear, let me know. Um, or don't. I don't care. Do what you want. Whatever. Just don't buy this book. <laughs>